Welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. The voice you're hearing is myself, Tommy the Trash Man. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Trash. 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 You are one pathetic loser. I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. I am joined, as always, on my left, by the Big Sniffer. The Big Sniffer. You look like a panty sniffer. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. Smells good. That's the smell of desire, my lady. Cooper. Hey. Across oh. from me is Johnny the Junk Man. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Junk. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Junk. 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 I'm back, baby. And on my beautiful right is Eerie Kiri. Eerie Kiri. Hey there, sugar. What's up, everybody? How are you? A little late start today, but it's great to see y'all. Been a while. I know I missed y'all last week. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy was in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I was in the Beast Coast, as we call it. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a little bit of a break. I was back east. Um, I was tenting out. Uh, Pitching a tent? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what was giving you that tent? Uh, no comment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so I went to a big fam- uh, family and friend thing, and I was uh, tenting out in my usual spot, which is like a little in the woods. Uh, I got scared a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I was. I tracks was... ghoulies? <laughs> no, uh, four leggies. Oh, leggies. There, there was like a fox sighting uh, <laughs> from the night before, <laughs> and, and I like. The was... most menacing beast on four legs. <laughs> well, there's also coyotes, too. Sure. I just, you know, if you'd start with coyotes, I'd be like, okay. Mm, I should have befriended it. And you had, had like, brought it home. You know, like Fox and the Hound? Or did, like Fox you could have pretended it was drunk. just a fur around your neck. <laughs> it was just your sleeping Aww. fox friend. I would have liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's great to see you guys. Great to get back in here. Um, anything uh, happened with you guys over the last uh, week and a half I was gone? Uh, oh, Kiri, you were telling me you've been doing some... Yes, I got back into uh, volleyball after two decades of a break. Bit rusty. But more than rustier than I thought I would anticipate being, even though I knew I'd be rusty. But I had so much fun, and I can still dig, and you know, it was it was a good time. So I'll definitely be back, and it just feels good to be out meeting people, doing things, you know, living that post-COVID life, that vaccine life, you know. You play on the beach? No, actually, it was on a park. Hmm. Did you dive hella crazy to save one? Nice. Oh. I'll show you my shins later. Yeah, I have at least four new bruises. Ooh, don't, don't show them shins. <laughs> I dig, man. Nice. Um, Goopy, what have you been up to? Oh, uh, not much, but i tell you one thing, okay. Thomas. Yes? I've been playing this game called, that you might remember, well, it's a sequel to a game you might remember, called Chivalry 2. Oh, yeah, how is that? It's great. It's like the old one, but better. Take out the archers. Yeah, kill the archers. Yeah. Is this a PC? Or? For the order. It's like, a, it's on PC, it's on console as well, basically. It's like, think of like a, like, 
deathmatch kind of game like Call of Duty or whatever, but okay. it's like medieval. So it's you just have swords, swords and arrows and, and, arrows. and axes and clubs. It's and pretty fun. That sounds good. Yeah, and it's super violent. They made it even more violent than it was before. So it's yeah, really you can like de- like just take people's heads off. Yeah, and stuff. now you can chop people's legs off and their arms off too. And you get your arm chopped off and you're not dead. Then you just have your one-handed weapon. It's, really it's like uh, Monty Python. Yeah, the the Black Knight. That's the achievement you get the first time it happens. The you know, the little achievements is uh, just a flesh wound. Or something. Oh no way! Yeah. That's lovely. So that's what I've been doing. Last night I was up like till midnight, getting hammered on Coke and Jim Beam, playing Coca Cola. Uh, just to clarify, yeah, yeah, not snorting Coke. <laughs> just uh, to clarify, <laughs> or no whiskey well, and Coke. Yeah, I, I want to say Jack and Coke, but it was Jim and Coke. So, yeah, yeah. That was that. Jim and Coke yeah, sounds like the knockoff band for <laughs> from Jack and Coke. Jim and Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Jim, Jim and Cola. Jim and RC Cola. Yeah. No, Shasta Cola. I liked that Jim one. Jim and Shasta. I never had that one. Oh, it was, it was really good. Shasta honestly, was... Go yeah. ahead. No, I feel like it rivals Coca-Cola in its deliciousness. I feel like it goes to Coca-Cola, Shasta, and then everyone else. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Pepsi is right behind Coca-Cola. No. No, not even close. Wow. Okay. Really? Well, Ugh. I think Pepsi's, Pepsi's my least favorite of all of them. I like a good Pepsi. No. Me too. Yeah. You yeah. The, when's the last time you had a Mexican Pepsi? Those there, are great. There's a mm-hmm. bite in it, and it lacks a caramelly, like warm, like goodness to it. I think I was just always generic soda. I think uh, if probably given given the, the opportunity, I'd probably get a, a regular Pepsi over a regular Coke. Did you guys mm-hmm. uh, controversial? I know, like where I grew up in the East Coast, like uh, outside of like the grocery stores, they'd have like those like. Knockoff soda machines you for twenty five like, cents. For oh, twenty five yeah. cents, I remember. Totally. I know these well. And yeah, I'm of course the great value ones out front of Walmart. Yeah. Yep. And uh, no, I used to love those. Mm-hmm. It was like I think it was called. No way, it's called President's Choice. <laughs> Something was, like that. Wasn't I, it? I think there was one like that. Mm-hmm. It's our last president. <laughs> well, it was like because I think it was supposed to be like you know they had the RC cola, the Royal Crown, Royal cola. Crown cola. So I was like, oh, it's mm. fucking president's choice. It's a like knockoff of a knockoff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> M- Mountain mist. We're gonna have a, a spinoff show called Soda Talk. Anyway, let's get into what we're talking about today. Which Wait, is I haven't heard about what John's been up to. Oh, I haven't really been doing anything. Okay. He just sits in a corner when he goes home and stares at the wall. <laughs> yeah, waiting to power down. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to fall asleep yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this week is uh, the episode I got to pick. Um, and this is a series that we haven't done for a long time. The last um, one we did was the Cold in the Grave. Yes. And I, uh, this is a new one for uh, Coop and Key. Yes. This, yes, uh, my very first time watching yeah, it. Yeah, this is the, this show is, does some wild they take some big swings. We're going to come back to it. I'm definitely going to pick one in for a future uh, Eerie Curie episode. All right. We, I think one of our best episodes we ever did was one of these, and also one of our worst episodes we ever <laughs> did was one of these. So they, they was very, it the same episode? <laughs> uh, there's been a there's yeah. The, the Sarah's Friends was definitely a low point, and then the Ooh. consumers with the kids who are being replaced by body snatchers at the grocery store was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing a series called <laughs> Ghost Stories uh, with this is a Fox Family Ghost Stories episode eleven uh, called On Light Diner. This aired on uh, this is from nineteen ninety seven. I didn't write down the exact dates. I think it's November the third. Yeah, November third, nineteen ninety seven, uh, and this is uh, voiced over or narrated ish by. Uh, none other than Rip Torn. Yo, Rip Torn. R.I.P. The Rip. intro? Yeah. The intro, the voiceover, dude. I wrote um, that it, it's voiced by Shadow from Homeward Bound. 
Is that right? I don't know. Oh. I just, that's what the voice reminded me of. Remember the that vo- movie? I remember Homeward oh, Bound, but oh. whenever I hear Rip Torn's voice, it's just like, I don't know. You can tell he's like getting old. Like his sinuses, like his voice smells like an old cigar box. His like, name is Rip Torn. That's I know, cool name, right? That's a radical name. He's the guy from. Men Sounds in... like he should be in Slipknot. Yeah, he was in Men <laughs> in Black. He's a uh, Will Smith's boss. That him? Yeah, he was also in Dodgeball. Is like the the guy in the wheelchair. Wait, yeah, who if you can dodge the, a wrench. Um... Who's the who's the, like the cowboy actor who was very famous? John Wayne. No, 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 not that one. He had the big mustache. He's in the Big Lebowski. He's the guy at the bar. The oh, movie. my dad looked like him. Yeah. Um, Sam. Oh, yeah, Sam. Elliot. Sam Elliot. Yep. Yeah. Good. It is Sam Elliot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not. Is that like is. the thick white hair? Is yep. that what yeah. Yeah. Nice I want to know who voices Shadow in Homeward Bound. We can look it up. We'll look it up. All right. Break. We'll get back to y'all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stay on the edge of your seat it's yeah. gonna be great uh so yeah this episode uh i picked out i watched a couple of them um during my free, my free time when i was in uh in uh, the east coast and no wonder you were so scared in your tent yeah oh i was shaking <laughs> in my boots and i have no wi-fi i was just saying like whatever anyway um <laughs> oh that's scary you're using all your data no i didn't even get i didn't even have data i the only oh. time i could watch these things i'd have to go in and be around my family so that, so that you was were the scariest part that. <laughs> yeah no, I didn't. I couldn't even roam. This is rural, baby. <laughs> did you tether? I did tether. <laughs> All right. I hacked the mainframe. Nice. Um, so yeah, this episode starts out with uh, a close-up. Drinking of... games. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll start. Start. Um, I have one I talked about with John at work earlier today, but I think I'm going to change mine to every time you see the uh, uh, Moe's Diner. Yep. Moe's. Every time you see that sign, take a drink. Mm-hmm. Anyone else got some? Tavern. Um, I'll go next. Uh, every time Terry uh, speaks to herself, voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Her well, imagine, not a voiceover. Imagined dialogue. Yeah, but yeah. she actually is talking, right? Or is it just her voice with her mouth? So that closed? leads to she... my 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 drinking game rule, Coop, which might help clarify okay. yours. Yes. Mine please. is drink every time the internal dialogue is confusing. I.e., <laughs> is it her imagination or dialogue from other scenes at the same time? When oh, you can't figure yeah, out where it's yeah. coming from, drink. So yeah, any okay. any voiceover bit, I would say drink. Okay. Because yeah. where is it coming from? I know. Yeah, because I was like, because I, I was a bit confused. I was like, I feel like a couple times she was literally talking, and then other times her mouth was closed, but you could hear her voice, and then other times it was voices from the past or present, but elsewhere. We we can get into that. Yeah. yeah we'll get that. I mean, we will, but drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say anytime they anybody references the children, uh, take a drink <laughs> the for <sweet> that angel. <laughs> yes. <no kidding. laughs> yeah, I know it's so good. Uh, and then if you just want to get fucked up real quick every time someone shoots a gun. Uh, yeah, rapid. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> gun, gun, some, gun, I feel yeah. like that's endorsing uh, some binge drinking. Yeah. Drink lots of water. Be responsible. Yes. Um, so anyway, the he I can't remember what he says at the beginning, but he's like, every action has he go, Yeah, he says, she was the perfect wife and the perfect mom. And I was like, why is she taking off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound so doesn't perfect add to up. me. Doesn't add up. That's what Rip Torn looks for in a mom. That's because <laughs> Terry Pike ain't happy. Yeah. No. But it starts off with the after the narration, and it's a zoom in of the husband sleeping in bed. And if you notice, they show his wedding ring. That's like what the thing pans out from, up to him sleeping in bed. Um, and then it shows her, Terry Pike, our main character. Um, what do you guys think? I didn't look at... Is it, do you think it's T-E... 
T E R R I or it is it is okay. That's what I wrote um, down. I wrote T E R I because that's what my mom goes by. Me as well oh. because that's what a friend of mine's mom would yeah. go by. So yes. Oh, you know what? We Wait got... a minute. How old were you in 1997? Seven years old. And <sighs> what was your mom's maiden name? Pike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is really getting scary. Oh, and my dad's name is Carl. <laughs> No, wait, Carl's the new dude. Yeah. Wait, okay. right? No. <laughs> Peter. No, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. Uh, whatever, yeah. Peter the other Paul. Guy. The other guy. Steven. Steven. No, his name is Steven. Yes. I'm um, so off. But it shows her, uh, she, she basically, you're led to believe that she's taken off. She's sick of this shit. She's, uh, you know, she gets in her car and she pulls out like her, is that a car phone or a cell phone? Giant ass cell phone. Yeah, it was, yeah, old school cell phone. Uh, and she's calling... Uh, he calls. She calls Carl. Yes. Carl, don't pick up. Well, no. also Carl's. Uh, can we talk about Carl's uh, mailbox? Mailbox. I hate that he says punch one. Or oh, and punch two. <laughs> and especially if you're Terry Sugar, punch three. Yeah, punch three for that. And um, isn't that kind of a dumb move if you're like seeing a married woman to well, have your? It, he's probably single, Carl. Right. Right. True. Or he, you know, not single because he's with. Terry, but you know, maybe, so is he know. screening his calls at like two thirty in the morning? It's I'm a, just sleeping, right? It's weird for sure. Okay, <laughs> we need to start getting to the meat of like right. what's happening right Let's now. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, okay. I had uh, after watching this a few times, I had a couple thoughts. How do you think these people know each other? Because uh, he lives five hours away. When she goes to the store to buy all the food that the family needs to eat. It's a 10-hour round trip. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's also like a 90s time where like the internet was just coming out. And oh, well. And chat room. No, so. you were right. You are right because uh, this dude lives five hours away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I figured it was like kind of a chat room internet type like romance well, thing. Initially, I was thinking like maybe like a convention, but she, I think, is like a house mom, right? She doesn't, well, so she that's, doesn't work. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I was trying to rack my brain because like, you know, she kind of comes off, the character comes comes off as some like neglected stay-at-home mom and i'm like where was she where did she meet this guy the you... aol chat room i'm telling what you what do you guys think her screen name is horny mom <laughs> five two uh, <laughs> i don't know five two <laughs> um hate family 69 <laughs> yeah not your damn waitress <laughs> yeah. 101 not a waitress um so but yeah uh she comes off you know she's like oh I'm, I'm on my way i finally did it i need you to tell me that this is the right thing to do of course if you're the one like trying to get laid from some lady you're like you know what go back to your husband like of course he's gonna say it's fine but she she tells him she's like i'm, I'm five hours away i'll be there for breakfast because she's leaving in the middle of the night leaving the family high and dry and those mm-hmm. sweet baby angels yeah they're beautiful little kids uh where there's any evan and Something else? They were both boys' names, which I thought was very odd, because when we hear the voiceover from the children, they're girls' voices. <laughs> yeah. So, I, again, well, no. some little boys can sound like little girls, right? They sounded pretty girlish, because I also caught that, John, yeah. and was, yeah, it also made me turn my head. Hmm. That it, is odd. Um, but, yeah, this is some really obvious green screen driving, which I, I thought was Yeah, it, it looks super fake. The whole time. Um, so, so for the voiceover, I took the liberty of writing down the, 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 the dialogue here, and I'd like for you guys to uh, take a look at that. And uh, We're going to do a read. Someone will be the dad. Someone, I think you should be the kids, Coop. Yep. I'm and then the, the last line is just from a mom. You got it. All righty. All right. This is when she's driving, and she's starting to get, like, second thoughts or 
outside thoughts, everyone will say. It's her like, conscious. It's her conscious, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, I'm dad, all right? Here we go. Dad's waking up, and uh, he's realizing mom's not there, so. All right. Terry? Terry? Where the <laughs> hell are you? i got to eat and get going. Daddy, where's mommy? Where's our breakfast? Daddy, I'm hungry. <laughs> mommy must have gone to the store. Mommy wouldn't leave us here with nothing to eat. Daddy, you make us breakfast. <laughs> Terry, are you out there? How do you start this coffee? Terry? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm not a damn waitress. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, she's starting to get these second thoughts. Uh, and, you know, again, she's not getting through to Carl, is it? Yeah. Uh, so she gets pulled over. And this cop uh, violates some some laws, actually. Yeah, like, why did he pull her over? Yeah, he Just was... Just because she's driving late at night? I think he warned she's her She's a white lady. Why would he do that? Warn her and also maybe check yeah. and see if, like, uh, uh, if the oh, the, sh- the convict was in her car, like, hijacked her yeah. or... It was a, it was a, a wellness That check. deputy, too, kind of gave me some coop vibes because he had those piercing blue eyes. The cop? Um, yeah. What a compliment. It would be pretty scary, though, uh, driving, especially, I'm sure, as, like, a, a single person, like, woman, like... And knowing that there's like some convict like on this road, possibly, and not just a, an escaped violent convict, but a nasty customer. That's <laughs> right. Definitely a nasty I, customer. I also quoted that. I thought that was. Um, I've never heard that expression, but I like it. Have you ever heard "cool customer"? No. I like that. And that's like it's like it's like man, the opposite of a nasty. Cool, customer. You are one cool customer. <laughs> you are a cool customer. I like it. Yeah, I think I'll use customer more often. <laughs> Maybe even and, in your workplace where yeah. there are customers. Yeah, like instead of dude. Hey customer, no, that's odd. Hey, hey, nasty customer. <laughs> you have to say, you have to have yeah, like uh, a descriptive word before it. Yeah, it can't just be customer. <laughs> hey, sexy customer. God, uh, sir, that's my wife. Fired. Um, but yeah, so the the cop pulls her over and basically tells her. Uh, so he asks her, he's like, "What are you doing out here so late at night?" And she's like, "My mother's sick. I'm going to see my sick mom." <laughs> And she said it so Did I mention she was sick? Yeah. She's one one step shy of being like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Seeing yeah. my mom. That's, like, that's, not the most talented liar. No. no. Not the most talented talented actress, I might even say. I, <laughs> I also wonder, if she's this bad at lying, how she's been getting away with fucking this guy Seriously. for who knows how long. Like, Her husband going, is being honey? an idiot. Um, to the store. Yeah, yeah. that's it. The, I'm just going to go... He's probably just grateful yeah. for somebody else to like deal with her bullshit. Because oh my gosh, do we find out about this girl's bullshit? Oh yeah. Mm. Um, and then there's another really great uh, uh, in- internal thought thing where I well, can't remember. But what confusing, it's... right? Yeah, with this those, is... those southern oh, yeah. accent voices. They want to scare her for leaving her kids. She but like, is what? imagining voices of people she has never met or seen. So and... like the reaction of the cop is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was oh. a cop talking to. Another cop being like, yeah, that we ran the plates on that lady. It was the lady who left her husband. What no. a horrible lady. Can you believe that? And they're two angel kids. <laughs> Those sweet little, little darlings. darlings. <laughs> little perfect. Well, angelic. drink because I was confused. Cherubic. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely a drink right there. And also yeah. the cops are like, who could leave that, fies, that fine husband? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's the point where the other cops look at that guy and be like, I'm what? not going in the showers with you after the shift anymore. <laughs> that fine husband with those washboard abs. Yeah. Those thick thighs. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen that pistol he's got in his pants? <laughs> I mean, his penis. I mean, just won't. My, my, my mom's sake. My mom's sake. He's one engorged customer. Yeah. Um, and then I thought at first, so her car starts malfunctioning, and I thought at first it was like her, her gas was low. 
in and because yeah. like my first viewing i was like oh how do you like go on a like a five hour drive and not like check your gas first but then it's not it's like overheating or something she's like that. been making phone calls left and right she hasn't been paying attention to her yeah, yeah. But they but show... like the check engine light goes yeah. on and that's very serious like you definitely need to pull over yeah but yeah, so she she rolls into this gas station y type thing in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down this guy looks like. Uh, so we meet our, our convict, basically. Well, and she pops out of her car real quick, which, like, you just would not do as a woman traveling by yourself in the middle of nowhere. And, like, 40 seconds ago, so a dude told you to do I wrote not a note on mine. I was yeah. like, I don't think a woman wrote this because there's just <laughs> no way she would have gotten out of her car. No. Um, but yeah, I think that the convict, yeah, at first he, you, I think you think he's a, um, mechanic. A handyman. Well, he's got the jumpsuit on, not like a prison jumpsuit, but like a mechanic jumpsuit, which he probably took from inside. He probably killed the person yeah. that worked there. And no, then... the person who was naked under the car, who she kept looking at. I thought at. that was a woman's legs. That was a person's legs because she, so I mean, she... it was a person's legs, of I mean, course. you can yeah. tell the sex <laughs> well, and gender person, of the yes. legs. So, so but, she's looking at no, the they dude. womanly. Because he, he's, he's like, hey, this is a nice car, but in the car I got. Yeah, and, and the eyes on this guy. Oh, my God, it's yeah. like fucking crazy yeah he had some crazy eyes uh yeah. the so she's she like takes him in and looks at him from his feet up and she notices that his jumpsuit is about six inches too short on the bottom of the legs oh, yeah. and then she looks back and he's like oh there's like a half naked there's a naked body underneath a, a car and john zooming in she doesn't say or do <laughs> anything about it she just is like all right yeah oh also when the dude he's like steps inside her car and he's like Oh, there it goes. I got it running. Why don't we take a little test drive? And he like looks at her purse that she left on the the, the seat, and she's like, he's like Terry. But like, he like way too quickly is able to get it out of her purse, like open it up, find the license. I don't know. It just it felt very um, convenient. This this scene was when, very sloppy storytelling to me. Absolutely. When, when you're in prison, you got to know how to get through a woman's purse real fast. Oh yeah yeah. Um, but yeah. I, her non-reaction to the corpse under the car made me almost think like is she is this supposed to be like her imagination right now or is that really there i i and didn't even know if they were real legs until like subsequent viewings and i was like okay fake legs. i thought he looked i knew they were supposed to be like you know whether or not they were fake or real they were supposed to be legs fake legs that somebody had been conked out but her lack of reaction made me think okay is she just like imagining like, what if this is a killer? Well, I, I think I, don't know. I just I, interpreted it all as very sloppy storytelling. Yeah. I, well, I think that she she's in this weird thing where she's starting to have her first doubts of like this huge, insane life choice of leaving your entire family to be with some guy who you met at like a fucking whatever chat room, chat room. And then, you know, she's stressed out. She got pulled over. She's flustered. She heard about this convict. And, you know, you can kind of freeze up probably in that situation. So I think she kind of froze up a little bit and then. This guy's so assertive and aggressive that I think it kind of would be a, a situation where, like, I can't panic right now, but I also can't react too much because I don't know what I'm doing. Hmm. I, I mean, if that makes any sense. I mean, it does make sense, but I feel like you're giving the actress a lot of credit because that's not how I read it. But I, I could see that as a human response. Yeah. A viable and, and realistic human response. I thought the convict looked like like Chris Pratt from when he was, like, on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I wrote, but he I wrote fat Chris Pratt. No, but he was, like, bulky-ish. Okay, yeah. I miss mean, fat. He's got that part. sick prison bod, you know? He does have that prison bod. What do you think he went it. to uh what do you think this nasty customer went to prison for? Oh murder. He's a convicted murderer. Oh he is? He's a convicted yep. killer. He's a psycho says. killer. Yeah. Fa -fa 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 -fa. 
Uh, I, I said the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> cha cha cha. <laughs> but Psycho suddenly, killer. cha cha cha. It, it was the original lyric. Cha-cha-cha. It's a deep. There's some deep tracks you can find where it's on there. Um, but yeah, th- this uh, officer then, friendly. Officer friendly shows up. Officer Cooper shows up. <laughs> Doesn't look like me at all. Blue eyes way. shows up, and that's uh, about that's where those resemblance ends. The convict instantly is like, "You brought him here," and I don't get this logic because it's like. She would have no idea this guy's here. She's not like, put the cop pulled her over and she's like, guess what? I got an inside tip. This fucking convict's up here. Hey, why don't you drive up there by yourself and yeah. I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. He's going to fix your car up. Win-win. Yeah. I get him, you get the car fixed up. But he is a psycho, so maybe he's... He's a nasty customer. He's, he's twisted. <laughs> yeah. He's out there. He is far out. And then... We get the action scene, and all that was missing here was some electric guitar in the back. Dude, yeah, this is, they blew some shit up. They really weren't, like, balls to the wall. This isn't, like, a little gunplay. This is, like, throwing, like, shooting a whole clip and then grabbing a whole different gun and then just, like, shooting double guns. The convict was, yeah, double gun, double fist in it. And it looked good, too. Like, the bullet, like, holes that landed in the door, like, I was like, okay, this isn't, like, you guys actually shot some guns. Yeah, no, I think they did. Where did he get the guns? Maybe from the <laughs> from this dead body under the car. Yeah, maybe he was a collector. But um, unfortunately, our officer friend gets shot and goes flying. <laughs> oh yeah, he goes flying into the yeah. the windshield. Yeah, which isn't how bullets work. If, if I'm if I'm her, I am just taking off in the car instantly. This part. That's what she does. She does. Right? But I mean, like before, there's like a fucking. She's just staring with her mouth open like a sitting duck. Oh, she yes. does wait yes. for the gunfight to be over. Well, she's trying to start the car, right? And it's not starting. But she's also like watching and just like. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think I don't think this Terry character is very intelligent. No. No. <laughs> no she's, she's definitely not. not written as though she is. That's for sure. No. You think Carl has more than one? I think like maybe if she of like, course if she left on there, there'd be number four yeah, and five and yeah. six. And if this Sherry, you <laughs> smash that number four. Um. Oh yeah. So anyway, so she eventually gets the car started, and you know the guy's like, the the convict is like basically like oh, I'm gonna get you kind of thing, or that's the vibe you're getting from him. Yeah. And uh, she takes off down the street, and instantly drives into. A bus? She crashes like the into... the lights of a big rig or something? It looked like mm-hmm. she crashed into the the diner sign. Well, that's where she wakes up, but what you see her crash into was a big rig light. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. I think, well, what I thought I saw was she crashes into the, the sign that says, eat at Moe's, and then the next thing we see, she's now driving into Moe's, even though she just crashed into it a moment earlier. So what I remember seeing was that um, she gets into the big rig lights, boom, hits that, and then when she comes to Two, all of a sudden she's like it's like she crashed into the billboard yeah that's but that what was very I, that's confusing and it's supposed to be confusing and that we learn more later on but regardless of if it was a big rig or not she crashes then later on she's driving up yes that's what we're saying but to it the doesn't diner. make any sense well why, why it doesn't does make later sense? wait why doesn't that make sense john she doesn't crash into the sign for the diner she crashes into the one mile billboard for the diner and then she drives a mile to the diner. I guess. I didn't really even put that together. Yeah, she comes to, she sees the billboard, and then she drives to the diner. Does he show her waking up? Yes. Yeah. She goes like, oh, right. oh, like she's waking up from a, what I wrote like was a 10-minute like nap. I'm suspicious of this shit, is my quote. All right. I, yeah. had a big problem I did not take it that scene. way, but okay. Well, it's no, what it's what happened. <laughs> I watched it like three times, and that's not the way I took it in. But again, it's a, it's 
I'm, I'm ma- like I said, I'm probably wrong, but that's not executive the way I order as picker of this episode. That's what happened. Uh, well, she gets to this, the diner, uh, take a drink. By the way, that's a uh, that's a sippy because um, you see the sign for um, Moe's Diner. I always want to say Mel's Diner because that's a Mel's. place in San Francisco and everywhere in the Bay Area, really. Yeah, Bay Area classic. Um, is this I, the South? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Nobody really has that South accent. She right? said she was on her way to Richmond, though. That's and, Virginia. Yeah, so that's the South. That's yeah, because because the, the 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 lady behind the counter kind of has like a a drawl to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, undecided. dot. That's her name. That's her name. Dot. Oh yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> um. So yeah, this lady. She walks in. And this lady's like instantly like, "You want a cup of coffee? That fix all your problems." And we usually get a mixed crowd on this night. How do you not walk in and immediately? be like uh help yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a murder uh, a policeman was a murdered shootout. i was almost murdered well maybe she doesn't know if that was a dream or not a dream because like she wakes no, up she sees the cop and she's like you're how are you here you got shot so she knows he was shot she thought he was dead but she didn't feel the need to, to say anything yeah he says but... he's like i don't have any coffee coming out of bullet holes or something like that yeah, yeah that's what happens when he gets shot uh, how about this uh, this one character who doesn't really play much of a role, the, like the junkie hospital gown man in there? The junkie, like, is he a janitor? I he wants know. to be a janitor. That's right. Mm. He goes. He goes. Do you think I could manage? I never could before. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He definitely um, gave me like like. It's like if Spicoli from you know fast times is uh like years and years later and got like two into like hardcore drugs and <laughs> overdosed and this is his uh this is where he resides now yeah he's either wearing pajamas or a hospital gown he definitely seems like he's not right uh this is when i first started thinking um the the purgatory kind of thing this is when i first i mean like obviously i knew there's something going on of course because ghost stories ghost <laughs> but um this is when I first was like, oh, this is, there's something, this is going to be something that's going to sum up the story. And this is only halfway through it. Yeah, I think they made it pretty obvious with the cop that we saw die sitting um, there and knowing that he was shot. Well, he also seems to know things about her life that he couldn't possibly know. Yeah. And the same thing with the, the, the waitress at the diner. Like, everybody seems to have this this view into her life. And that they have an opinion on, like, what's going on. Like, every single person's like, you're in the wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to throw all your life away for some dude who, like, will probably get tired of you in, like, a couple years or, or whatever. Like, if he's making you leave your kids. Oh, pro- take a drink. Uh, yeah, of course. This little Kid angels. Talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't, yeah, because they all knew her name. And they, like, again, yeah, they reveal more and more. Uh, like information that they know about her we got terry she basically is like okay everybody here at this uh diner is totally weird uh there's no way to dial out on the phone doesn't work so she's like screw it i'm gonna get out of here and she hops in her car and yeah we kind of note that it's 2 30 in the morning and she's driving and she keeps driving and we see this really fake bad green screen <laughs> car driving and like Doing the classic, and get used like, to it because we're gonna see it the whole episode. Yeah. Doing the classic, like just moving the wheel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like you're constantly on a zigzag road. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she drives up and she's like, "What the hell?" She uh, sees Moe's Diner once more. Mm-hmm. Take a drink. Take a drink. Uh, I, I the first time I watched this I was kind of hungry and I was like, 
every time they they saw it, I'm like, I lo- I love diner food. Mm-hmm. I love going to a diner. Oh yeah, I can get down. There's, there's my okay. Tell me about your favorite diner. I'll tell you about mine. Um, there's a diner in uh, in Boston that I like a lot. My friend used to work there. It looks almost like a streetcar, like a. Uh, a train car almost kind of but uh yeah uh i tell me yours so mine's margie diner um it's usually on the central coast like san luis paso robles type area Mm. um and they have the most exquisite club sandwich and it's like okay so to me what really makes it is like this freshly (laughs) shredded cheddar cheese for like the cheese slice so instead of it being a cheese slice or instead of it being like like shredded cheese from a package. It's freshly shredded cheddar cheese, like packed into it. So it just gives a great is it, texture to the bite. Is it, you, sorry. No, please. Uh, is is this served uh, as a warm or a cold sandwich? Okay, so that's the beauty of it. Because like the bread is toasted, right? But then you also have like the cool turkey and like, you know, like, mm. the, like the bacon and the lettuce and the tomato. So it's just, it's just glorious. And they're like, their fries are nothing like to write home about, but they're like solid. My favorite diner, a little place called Denny's. No, you can't love no, Denny's. It's a local restaurant. Right? No. Uh, Coop, do you have any? Uh, what's wait, wait? We can rapid fire this just so we don't waste too much time. But uh, favorite diner? I don't know, Mel's. Betty's Oceanside Mel's. Diner. Uh, oh, Mel's. Yeah, that's good. What, what's your guys' go-to like diner, like breakfast food? Uh, Scrapple Benedict. Wait, I've been there. Yeah. My dad took me there once. Uh, very good. After your mom left you guys? Yeah. He said. <laughs> He said, how the hell do they make this coffee stuff here? She said, she's not your damn waitress. <laughs> yeah. But except she was this time, but he wouldn't accept it. That's how they met again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm like a, I, I actually kind of like for breakfast stuff, I like to do um, like sides. I like getting like a side of bacon, a side of sausage, some maybe just like a yep. thing of waffles. When I've gotten brunch with you, that's exactly what you do order. Mm-hmm. You like the premium price tag. Yes. Yes. Um, order everything a la carte. It's like, sir, we have this <laughs> breakfast deal. No, no, no. Don't try no. to trick me. <laughs> and a mimosa. <laughs> Got a little mimosa. But anyway, uh, so she's back there again. And uh, she's kind of starting to freak out, which she should be at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, she yeah, she looks at the, the clock and it's still the same time. And she's like, what? I've been driving for hours. <laughs> that, that, that actually, yeah, she's turned like a South Surfer bro, right? <laughs> yeah. That did uh, give me kind of like, like a bit of thing, not real anxiety, but I could see that being like a thing where you're like, you think you're like losing it because like you, your time loss is kind of something that is kind of scary. Yeah, there are worse places to be stuck for eternity though, right? Like at a diner, yeah, I'd just be like, can I smoke in here? Well, I, I would be like, does this mean I can eat like constantly and I'm not gonna get fat because I'm already a spirit? Maybe, but I also feel like at the very beginning she's like, I'm not your damn waitress. And then, like, so he would be at a diner, a poetic place that he hates. Yeah. So wait, what do you? So who hates? So she doesn't want to be a waitress because Mm -hmm. her kids ask for breakfast. They're hungry. So what (laughs) don't you want to be? Coop. A waitress. Okay, so then yeah, you would be at a diner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he just eats coffee. The husband apparently. (laughs) Imagine if you can't get a coffee. I can't get a coffee anywhere. Because I don't know how it's made. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Where but, are we? Yeah, so she's are we back. At Moe's? We're <laughs> Moe's Tavern. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back at Moe's. This is uh, clearly some sort of purgatory. She's stuck in something. Maybe it could have been, at this point, you're thinking maybe she's just like losing her mind. And Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think so. At first, you're like, okay, this is just a bunch of weird customers. I got to get out of here. But after she leaves and comes back, they're like, 
well, sorry, uh, pretty much the future ahead of you is never going to happen. And she's like, okay, well, what if I go back? She kind of is talked out of her decision by everybody in the diner. Mm-hmm. And then when she tries to drive away, now the clock starts ticking. 2.31. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so she's driving back uh, to go back to be with her family. And when she rolls up, what's going on? It's a crime scene, y'all. The killer. But, but no one's there to see her wailing and screaming. Yeah. She, yeah. She was a ghosty, I think. Mm-hmm. I said she's a spirit at this point. Yeah. But at least the, the cops are telling the story, so we get to know what happened. And the killer walks out and <laughs> says, I, I told her I'd get her back or something. I found out where she lived from looking at her purse. Yeah. I love this episode because I feel like everyone needlessly kind of explains what they're doing as they're doing it. Yeah. Not always, but often. It's 90% exposition from everyone. Like, the cops are, are like, full-on yeah. details. Like, yeah, we already know this whole case, but we're just going to talk it out loud instead of writing it down and filing it. The and then place. the actual murderer walks downstairs and says what he did. I win murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cops true. add, the wife was killed in a head-on collision earlier that night. Yes. Ah. She sees, you know, that the, the killer got his... Uh, his revenge on, on her for just pulling over into a gas station. But he just, all he did... Uh, he, like, blamed her for bringing the cop there or something? Yeah. Well, that, that's that's earlier. I, I think, so one of the things they were, they were very explicit about saying was that only the husband was killed. Yeah, yeah. The, the kids are safe. That's the right. They're orphans. Came and got them. So, this killer's got standards. Well, okay, so... Yeah. Morals. If... If she thinks she's alive, wait, does she think she's alive then? No, no, no. She okay. knows she's not because she's wailing and no one's paying her attention, right? And then she overhears them say that she's mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was going to be like, uh, if you're not dead, like, go save your kids. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right. Yeah. They're like, mommy, I'm hungry. Well, <laughs> so I think they say something too. One of the cops says something like, I know where wherever they are, they'll be together again, or I'm sure he's waiting for her somewhere, or she's waiting for him. Like, they basically allude to the fact that now that the husband's dead that there's an opportunity for her to be back with him he's going out to that great diner in the sky yeah that's what those kids are going to be happy they have two dead parents because <laughs> you don't want just one dead parent you're all that'll be lonely off. you'll be askew yeah you're gonna hey dad can you kill yourself so you can be with mom please <laughs> but this hope to be reunited with him plants a seed upon her and She's as she gets sad. back in the car her internal dialogue now continues with us hearing the waitress greet her husband, um, right? So she's pulling up to the diner. She thinks she's going to see her husband. She sees him. She sees the cop. They're boarding the bus. Yeah, they, they had alluded to the bus too earlier um, mm. because when they first get there, the, the waitress is all like, nope, uh, everybody here is just waiting. Uh, either someone, people are waiting for the bus and some people aren't. And then there's sometimes some of those people and sometimes not it's just like very vague and there's that one guy who's like maybe the bus driver like at the very beginning when they like look over and you like kind of like gives him like a head nod or like holds a cup up or something like that the black guy sitting at the bar well yeah because she says aren't you waiting on a few in your party and he's like yep three i'm waiting for three more people before i'm ready to go to the next next place but it's like all the people who are in the diner seem to know what's going on except for her and if they were just like Hey, you got to hang out here until you're ready to go to the next place. I have, I have, a, I have a theory I have to bring up oh. later. later. Do you want to hear it now? Let's wrap it up first. Yeah, let's wrap it up, and then I, I just have to remember. The, like, I don't remember to bring it in. Um, yeah, so she gets there, but she pauses just long enough for the door to close slowly, and then for it to drive off slowly. Like we're trying to believe that she's somehow like in pursuit of this all, but she did not give any effort into getting onto that bus. You ask me, she was trying not to. Yeah. Also, I don't she know if you guys. Uh, also, so 
the husband, who I thought also looked remarkably like the psycho killer, uh, is sitting on the bus and he's just like looking at her, but kind of ghosting her. And she's like banging on the door and like. Well, I think Dot filled him in <laughs> on, on the details. You know, like your wife's a, a cheating flues. She's floozy. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong. So he was just mad. Tough. Maybe, yeah. I'd be mad. Yeah. Would maybe he just didn't care. Maybe he just really wasn't into her, and that's why she had to peace out. He's like, I'm going to heaven. I'm assuming that's where that bus was going. Because he was a great man and beautiful He's a perfect man. husband. He's a fine, fine husband. Excellent penis. Mm. Very fine. Yeah. All five inches. All five are good. Thick. Thick the waitress inches. says, where the bus is going, they cannot go. Mm-mm. Referring to her and, and Terry. Mm-hmm. And as they walk in, you see the help wanted sign. It's now out of the window, and we're to understand that Terry is the help that they wanted. So guess what, y'all? After all, she is your damn waitress. Yep. That's some cosmic justice. And does that mean that, I guess, uh, Dot was also in this exact same scenario? Well, that's what she it said. It sounded like it. Remember at the beginning when oh, she, she introduced herself? Yeah, yep. she tells her little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when she's telling her story, it wasn't... I guess what I'm saying is the only reason she would be there is if she specifically was like... I'm not your fucking waitress. Like, yeah. that's your only way to find your way into being this place in this role. Maybe that's what she said. Maybe that's exactly what's going on. We well, don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is there somebody in the back who's like, I'm not a fucking short order cook. <laughs> and like, he's back there working. Or, I'm not a fucking bus driver. Yeah. I, I, guess, ain't, I ain't no dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just, I would say something really good. I ain't no fucking CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. And then... I ain't no porn yeah, star right. with a huge dongler. <laughs> you think the message is I a little no sexist? I ain't no cajillionaire. Tom's got a theory. Okay, yeah, so um, at the beginning when the guy's like, I'm waiting for a party of three, uh, to me, I took that as uh, he's waiting for his family members to join him before he goes on to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And the husband dies and instantly gets to go on the bus. Mm-hmm. His kids are still alive, though. Right. Maybe... He's not the actual hus- uh, the father of these kids. So that's why he <laughs> dies and instantly gets to go to heaven. Whereas well, she is the mother of those kids, but they're still alive. Maybe she has to wait for them to die before she can go on to the after. Or, uh, what was it, Carl? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think uh, Carl was her uh, stopping. I don't think Carl was her endgame. I think Carl was just no, kind of I think Carl was the actual not- father of the kids. Oh. <laughs> that's what that I'm is, saying. Is that that is he's not the, He's not the father. The, 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 Stephen okay. is not the father of the kids. Because he dies, the kids are still alive. He gets to go right away. I mean, away. potentially all because they're, they're they're waiting for people. Like the people that are there, I think, are waiting for their family to die. So, is there nobody left in the diner when it's just her and Dot at the end? I didn't really see they because because well, the weirdo the curly hair guy is still there. Well, because he's a junkie. He does. Are we sure? Yeah, I remember. You saw him in the window. Pretty sure he was still there. I don't think he was getting on the bus. I think so, that was the whole purpose of him getting the job there, right? Yeah, because he had to. You know, isn't the belief so you have he to said, do your time in purgatory before I want to be a janitor. Leave? No, he's like, he's like, I'm not a fucking janitor. And then it's like, yes, you are now, man. Yeah. Mm. Damn it. That's, that's a good that's, point. I guess that's what I'm wondering. Cause, cause, so she said, a lot of times people come in here and they're waiting for the bus. And then sometimes they come in and they're not waiting for the bus. Sometimes a little of both. So does that mean that there are people still in there waiting for their turn to get on the bus? Or are there people who just show up in this place who never get on the bus Interesting. i don't know okay never yeah, mind yeah i don't know um and then is there another bus that goes to hell i didn't put that much thought into it but um i like what you guys are 
thinking. That's very creative, you know. I don't know. Ideas. I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, if this is a very poetic ending for these two women, then does that mean that everybody else is? What if that bus is going to hell? Well, then, I mean. Yeah, uh, what if Stephen really wasn't a good husband? Okay, that's how I know it's not going to hell, because there's no way he could be wrong he's he's, a, he's, a he's 100% woman. innocent in this to he's a, a T golden god it's because of his terrible <laughs> wife yeah <laughs> when the cop gets on the bus and we only see like good things from him so I think it's I think, implied yeah. that the bus is going to it's happen. a reward it yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's a positive energy to it yeah because yeah. the uh, the two women the Dot and Terry doesn't Dot say like well, you and me can't never get on that right bus. exactly it's not the worst kind of place to be if you. Well, but she saying. can leave and she can long. go home. Yeah, like yeah. she's able to but leave. But she's a ghost, John. She yeah, but would you rather be like... fucking pouring coffee for people if you hate being a waitress, or would you rather be haunting your own house and see your kids? I mean, I don't know yeah. what's less painful. That's true. Keep, That's true. I'm at the coffee doing shop. the one thing you hate yeah, for strangers. I don't know. <laughs> I think okay. I'm at the coffee shop every time. Especially like 97, you could probably still smoke in there too. And, and, and you if you're already eat. dead, you don't have to yeah. worry about the health implications. Exactly. You can smoke, you drink coffee. Maybe they got some liquor behind the counter there. Yeah. That well, you know, Dot, you know Dot's got like a bottle strapped like the oh, inside yeah. of her like Inside <laughs> of her inside legs. Of her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep this warm. Yeah. Keep this whiskey warm. Ooh, um, right. But yeah, that, uh, that was a ghost story. That's right. Cause... All night diner. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. That's right. Oh, that's uh, Rip Torn's little bit at the end, mm-hmm, right? From mm-hmm. Isaac Newton. I think he choked out yeah, a line. Like, <laughs> it's like, how dare you use... <laughs> how dare you use, like, famous words in this terrible episode? <laughs> um, Speaking of terrible, is it time to get to our... <laughs> Jesus. Brothers! <laughs> All right. Animal. It's your episode, Tom. You begin. Nope. I will go last. Wow. Okay. Who would you like to go first, then? Anyone. You have to pick. Yeah, you pick. Cooper, you go. You're on my left. Oh, okay. I'll go first, then. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of things were really, really stupid about this episode, in my opinion. The acting, I feel like, from just about everyone was very plastic and very bad and just seemed kind of like amateur hour. I mean, I'm not an actor, so I can't talk too much shit, but, what? you know, I expect more if you're going to be on cable access television. FX? Fox? was this? Fox Family. Fox Family. I want only the best acting on Fox Family. <laughs> but, um, and it was really kind of, I mean, it was a bit dumb, but I had fun watching it, and there was, the action scenes were, I mean, they're stupid, but they're fun. And, uh, you know, I like the uh, narrator. I like Rip Torn. Is that his name? Rip That's his name. Torn or Torn? Torn. Torn. Like torn. Rip That's awesome. and Torn. Ripping in the Terran. Mm-hmm. So I gave it, at first I was at a, a 4.5, but I'm going to bump it up to a 5.5 because I, I didn't, dis, I didn't like not have a good time watching it. It was just stupid, but I enjoyed it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it like... It was stupid enough that it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my that's my rating. 5.5. Nice. Out of 10. Creepy crawlers. Creepy guys. Creepy Beasts. boys. Beastie boys. Tom just gave me the head nod, indicating it is my turn. I just it's gave like, John head. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of stuff uh, Coop said. Uh, the acting was really bad, and the, the shootout was really cool. Um, I thought it was... Uh, it really made me laugh several times about how specific the the mom hates 
cooking food for her family. It's so funny to have that be a specific. Uh, I also love all the voiceover things were just so fucking off the wall with the little angels uh, <laughs> mentions and stuff. Um, I feel like we've seen this so many times in a lot of these anthology shows about people going to a, a, almost literally a diner every time and waiting for their, uh, you know, replaying their their trauma or whatever the hell it is. That's definitely How they a trope. Killed. It is a big trope. I've seen yeah. it in Twilight Zone, and I've yeah. seen it in the... um, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of these types of stories. But uh, this one did it in a very um, misogynistic and sexist <laughs> way. And I don't agree or support any of the the any of that stuff. I just think that it's uh, was laid on so thick that it's almost like an exploitation film where it's just like... <laughs> Hey, you dumb lady! If you're not serving your husband, then you're fucking up your life. Like, <laughs> yeah. at no point does like I don't know. She never stands up herself or, or supports this decision that she's made. This decision, she's like, you know what? Maybe I am doing the right thing. Well, she. Sorry to interrupt, but like she, like in the opening scene, basically when she's driving late, she calls Carl to to have him have him validate her decision. She calls him. And he's like, you know, after she punches three and leaves that personal message, she's like. I need you to call me back and tell me I'm doing the right thing. It's like, man, it is very so misogynistic. Anyway, uh, I just rate him out of how much I enjoyed it, and uh, I enjoyed watching this one. I'll give it a six. All right. Six creepy crawlers from the junk man. Eerie. So, okay. Would I show it to somebody else is always my first measure. And you know what? Yeah, like, I would. Um, I enjoyed, like, the twist of it all. But also, I find that it's a very good display of underlying misogyny, of being able to look at gender roles and expectations, motherhood. There's a lot of different layers to this that I think I would absolutely recommend it. And I would would watch this again or I would show it to people. Um, I think there's a lot to learn from it as far as where we've come from, maybe even where we still are. Anyhow, um, so that's five. The twist. You know what? I dug the twist, y'all. I did. And it made sense when she died with the head-on collision, right? Because from that point on, like, when I tracked back, when I rewatched it again, it's like, okay, having that knowledge was really helpful for me and made things make better sense. So that made that was good. Um, now, time for the deductions. So unfortunately, <laughs> this episode was written by a man who does not seem to like women. So first deduction Negative 0.50 for poorly written characters, especially women. Second, minus 0.50 for reinforcing patriarchy's dysfunctional expectations of mothers and women. Mm. Our total is now six creepy crawlers. Already. That's a good score. That's a good score. I like it. Um, I picked this episode. Um, and so I'm trying to look at it with, through unbiased eyes, uh, lizard eyes, you could say. Um, I, I uh, this thing to me represented a lot of like what we originally started this podcast about was about like absurdities, absurdities, and and not necessarily like supporting like like you've all said like supporting what they represent and what was written for it. And um, that being said, like. This had everything that uh, that we like like to show and, and show how absurd and stupid and and this was made by people in show business that okayed that these things be made. <laughs> like yep. this was something and that, shown to families on Fox Family, <laughs> and it, it's like I, I love the the stupid over the top inner monologue 
you know, her own her own thoughts, like eating away at her. I thought that was kind of a fun plot. Uh, and it's just, it's absurd. And I love absurd. I'm, not, I'm someone who won't turn down any absurdity. This is true. In, in, uh, it made me chuckle. I, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, it made me guffaw. <laughs> I was just thinking of that word, guffaw. It, I was guffawing. Did you I chortle? I was <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Anyone come up with any other ones? On the or? same wavelength. We're so great. <laughs> what else is there? Um, Giggling? Giggling. Yeah, there was lots of giggling. It's absurd. Yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoyed... Um, I, I love a purgatory thing. Uh, I... Again, don't support anything that this actually represents. Right. But as far as what it relates to with like the what we like to review and, and show how stupid shit is, this was a stupid shit is. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a solid seven point one five zero. Nice. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. I would show it to someone else. Man, it was, you have just completely dethawed. It depends. You're becoming the sun, the sun man. Day man. Day man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would show this to someone else. Uh, it, I think. It'd be something that people could find funny. It's stupid. We had scenes we could reenact. I liked it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I agree. Like, despite the fact that it was like objectively bad, I could right. like it, it was fun. To there's watch. like, yeah. I mean, there's lines in here that you can quote. That that's yeah. like, a bit, like it's like the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except again, also unintentional. Um, yeah, it's a- I mean, just the 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 little angels lines, the fine husband. Yeah. Like yeah. that's something like when well, we're also from the room where. Um, the 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 man is always right and perfect, oh, yeah. and the woman is always There's trifling and cheating. That. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like probably around the same time period it's too. Men feeling inadequate. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, and the using theme, art to express yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It would have been good with like a very 1950s host smoking a cigarette, being like, "This is what happens when you a just woman miss Rod. runs off on her own." And that's, I mean, that's that's Dot's uh, ex. I was gonna say yeah. Rip Torn. I mean, he well, was, he's a good voice for that. Yeah. He was probably doing announcement work back in 1950. <laughs> oh, he's old, huh? He he's died. Dead. Uh, he's so old. He's dead. He's announcing Aww. ghost stories up in a better place. Yeah, he's at the diner. No, Hopefully. up in, up there they're announcing humans or like live stories instead of ghost stories. They're not talking about it themselves. Ah. Anything else we want to uh, shore up before we ship out? Yo, if you guys want to write us an email, our email address is shortandspooky at gmail.com. If you guys want to tweet at us, our Twitter line is at shortandspooky. And also our Instagram is shortandspookypodcast. Uh, all right. So uh, if there's nothing else, let's say goodbye to all the shorties, the junkies, the eeries. <laughs> Bye-bye. The sniffies, the moms, the dads, Alameda. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. And the next person picking is who? Who? Kiri? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We will figure that out. And we'll be right back. announced. Yeah. Uh, It's good to be back. We miss you guys. We love you guys. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.